Now, you guys, if you get a chance, be sure to go to Tangible Live on Facebook and Twitter. Be sure to like us and follow us there. And if you uh, need to get to order your books, all your celebrity books, any book that we discuss here on the show or that you might hear about in your daily happenings, you can feel free to go over to TangeloLive.com and order yours today. As a matter of fact, just go on over to TangeloLive.com, peruse, check out some of the titles and other little things we have on there and order yours today. Um, I'm so happy to be back here, you guys, and I'm back just in time for the EOTM Awards. Yes, in just like 22, 23 days, the big event will be taking place here in, Los- in Hollywood, actually, at the Pacific Design Center. Oh, it is so close, so close. And I'm not positively sure what I'm going to wear for the big day. But I am narrowing some ideas down. I did find one suit that was a shark skin, and it, it, it was everything. But I'm still wearing my options, still wearing my options. So we'll see. Um, thank you, guys, again, for hanging out with me here at the Kicker Spot. Just thank you, thank you. I love the support. I really appreciate it. And I just missed you guys. So I can't wait to get into tonight because we're going to have so much fun. There'll be a, a lot of great talking, a lot of great topics going on, okay? So continue to hang out, and um, when I return, I will get you guys all caught up. And remember, I'm your host, T'Angelo. You are now tuned in. You are now tuned in to the Chicken Spot. Spot, 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 spot. Chicken Spot. And I'm your boy, T'Angelo. Jalo, Jalo, Jalo. So you all listen to the Kicker Spot, and tonight I will start with matters of the heart. This week's topic, my friends and family say he is not a good man, but I love him. What should I do? And I'm really, I really feel we all know someone like this question right here. I think we all do. And if it should happen that you don't know someone like that, it's probably because you are that someone. <laughs> just, just saying. But I can't wait to get into that. My friends and family say he's not a good man, but I love him. What should I do? I got some. I got an answer to that. Also tonight, we will discuss, as I mentioned earlier, vacation, staycation. It is a must-do. They are a must-do. We have a celebrity hub talk about summer movie flops. What films are just not doing what they thought they were going to do? Also, Beyonce's in a magazine in the nude. Hmm. And our girl Halle Berry is set to wed this weekend. Halle Berry's getting married again. Hey, maybe it's true love. We'll discuss all that. Also, with this being our first show, you know, back on air in a while, you know I had to come back strong, and that's why tonight I'm uber excited for our premiere segment, T'Angelo Live on Books, where I have the pleasure of introducing to you, and we will have the pleasure of talking with lawyer-turned-broadcaster and now recent book author. Her recent accomplishment is her new book entitled You're Perfect and Other Lies Parents Tell by author Lonnie Combs. So we'll have, excuse me, Lonnie Combs, excuse me, Lonnie Combs, she will be on here tonight and she has great advice, you guys, in this book. So for all the parents out there, this is a great book. For all the people who know parents, get them this book. And for all those new parents or looking to be parents, you need to read this book. She has some great, I mean, and I'm really big on parenting. So if you ever get in my space with your kids, you're going to know. And I really enjoyed this read. So we'll get into this tonight. And just to know, to order your copy of You're Perfect and Other Lies Parents Tell, you can visit TangeloLive.com. 
And just know that this is a fantastic, informative book, you guys. I'm in love, okay? And if you happen to have any questions for tonight's guest, be sure to call into the radio station at 718-664-6543. Again, at 718-664-6543. Now, we are going to take a quick little break, but when we return, I will discuss matters of the heart, with the topic being, my friends and family say he's not a good man, but I love him. What should I do? Celebrate Entrepreneur's Biggest Night live from West Hollywood, California. The 2013 EOTM Awards, Sunday, August 4th at the beautiful Pacific Design Center. Red carpet and celebrity-studded awards show highlighting all things entrepreneurship. Nominees and presenters scheduled to attend Bruce Valanche, Farah Abraham, Tammy Roman, Jake Short, Carlin Jeffrey, Adam Barter, Matt Martin, Eric Zuli, Latoya Luckett, Jasmine Brand, Christian Keys, Mary Marrow, Vincent Ward, Josh Feldman, CeCe Perkinson, Cynthia Manley, Fawn, Chili Moe, Mimi Frost, Don Lee Heising, Jared Masters, Macy Bookout, Barbara Niven, and many more to be confirmed. Performances by Billy Lord, Adam Barter, Chioki Damachi, Leon, Ron Anthony with Don Cannon, and more. Win tickets by tweeting hashtag EOTM Awards, hashtag Think Entrepreneurship. Visit www.eotmawards.com, www.eotmawards.com for more info. Yo, 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 what's going on? It's the boy T.S. Glow, and we are at matters of the heart my friends and family say he is not a good man but i love him what am i to do i'm gonna go ahead and tell you first of all when it comes to choosing your bow ultimately you have to ensure your happiness but at the same time you need to ensure that this man is adding to your life and then he's going to be able to upgrade you and your lifestyle okay so this is a classic tale classic 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 tale the girl falls in love the man is no good, but the girl says, I love him. And so tonight's question is, what should she do? Well, here it is. Consider, to the girl who's asking this question, my thing is this. Consider why do you love him is the first thing. Why are you so in love? You know, it can't just be a sexual thing. He might put it down in the bedroom, but after those 15 to 20, 45 minutes is up, then what? Um, so consider why do you love him. And saying that he is, in, you know, and, and consider why the people in your life are saying he's no good. Um, in most cases, um, they're not saying it for no reason. They have, you know, some type of motivation that allows them to say that. And look at the points that they are getting and maybe see if they have some merit, you know. Maybe they are saying some things that you might disagree with, but they are the fact of the matter. And if you find that, like, three people in your circle are telling you the same thing and they're all trying to help you and they say your boyfriend is no good and they don't even know each other, then you might want to consider that they might be saying something that has some relevancy, you know what I'm saying? So if you have a man that everyone's saying is bad and you are in love with him, you think he might be good, this is how you can find out right here. I'm going to give you five points you can go by to help you know if your boyfriend is a good man or not, okay? Um, I'm going to go through them. So we're going to start with number five, okay? To know if your man is a good man, not just if you love him, but we're going to put him on a scale to see if he's a good man. If your man is all that you say he is, you should ask the question, does he have his own goals in which he is looking to achieve greatness? I mean, now, when I say looking to achieve greatness, I mean greatness in a very a broad spectrum, okay? It's whatever you see greatness to be, okay? But you need to go into it knowing, does he have his own goals? And if he does not 
that might be something you have to consider because he's a great man, yet he has nowhere to go. And a fool who ain't uh, – it's wait, how does it go? A man who don't believe for any, and don't believe in it, don't stand for something, falls for anything. A man who don't stand for something, falls for anything. So if he don't have anything that he's necessarily going towards, he's just walking around and whatever comes up at him, he'll just do. And you wonder how come you lived in a two-bedroom shack where y'all didn't plan otherwise, and you got with this man without him planning for greatness. Okay? That's number five. Four, can he handle his own? Was he taking care of his responsibilities and owning his when you met him? Meaning, can he, and then can he also add the new responsibilities that you guys are going to create together? And when I say holding down his own, I mean his own lifestyle. If it's, you know, his apartment or house, his car, his, his child support, his job, is he holding down his own? Was he good when you met him? Or was he struggling? Now, a little struggle, you can understand, not a bad thing. I'm not saying perfection. You can have a little room in there. But if you notice he's just missing a lot of things, him just being sweet and nice is not a reason to get with him. That's just a reason maybe to consider him in the future when he pulls it together. But number four, can he handle his own? Yes and no. Okay, now if you got two for two, we're doing good. If you got one and two, you have 50-50 chance. If you're missing both of these, you need to let the fool go today. Matter of fact, as soon as we're done with this, just go ahead and call him because it's over. Okay, number three, is your life better and more fulfilled because you have him? I mean, in other words, has he upgraded you? I mean, really, when you get with this dude, you need to have what I call ornament material. You know what I'm saying? Some bragging rights. Can you walk him down the red carpet and he just look bomb? Or when you guys go out, you can brag, oh, yeah, my boo is this, my boo is that. Oh, you know how he is. He's just a great guy. Are those things you can do? Or is it more so like, well, you know, he's still working on himself. He's trying to pull it together. He's going to be all right. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. How long have you been saying that? So, yeah, not so much. And like I said, is, is your life better? Since he got there, are you arguing? Are you fighting? Are you yelling? Are you mad? Has your fashion dropped off? Have you gained some obscene amount of weight? Because if all those are happening, he is not making your life better. He's actually weighing you down. Let go of the dead weight and move on. Okay, so that's number three. Is he making your life better and more fulfilled? And when I say more fulfilled, do you just feel loved? Do you feel complete and all that kind of stuff? Okay. Now, number two, does he own your smile? This is important. That's why it's number two. Because once you get past all the business stuff, you have to question if he owns your smile, okay? Does thought of him just take you away like an Herbal Essence commercial? And in return, does your smile do the same for him? And do you know how awesome it is to love you? Do you know how awesome it is to just have that one person walk into the room and just seeing them, your heart, you know, just becomes all warm? And right before you saw them, you was irritated but because they walked in the room, all of a sudden that crap don't matter. And you're just like, dang. In the words of Usher, there goes my baby. Yes, no? Yeah. So that's a very – that's why it's number two on the list. He has to own your smile. If not, if you, if you have somebody else catching your same smile, then he might not be as good as you think he is. And then number one, the number one rule on my list of is he a good man, you guys resort back to the number one tip I have always given you. Does he meet the bottom line? <laughs> Boom. And for those who are new to the bottom line, it is, a, um, it is a guideline for people that you should date. And in our age bracket, we have to be mindful, okay? So the three, the three things one must have to date you, 
Okay, if he's missing the bottom line, he might be a cool dude, but he, your friends and family are telling you, you kind of let him go right now, then you might want to listen up. Because if he's missing, number one, it's three things. Does he have his own place where you can go visit? Not his own place where you can't go. The own place where you can go by and visit. Does he have a car? In Los Angeles, y'all, it's a must. And a bunch of other cities around this great nation. And then third, does he have a job or his own source of money? That's the number one rule is does he meet the bottom line? Now, again, the dude doesn't have to have all of these items all at once, but he should be very close to them or working to achieve them in a manner where you can see forward movement and not someone being stagnant. So if you're saying to me that this cat doesn't do all these things, then mm, you might want to listen to your friends and family. Because if he doesn't own your smile and you're always mad and honorary or angry and when he around you, that ain't it. If y'all can't build and grow together with his goals and your goals together, that ain't it. If he can't take care of his own, that ain't it. And for me, you guys, number one, first and foremost, on the first date, I'm getting the bottom line. Okay? So for those of you out there in your late 20s and older, these are the areas you will want to ensure you have an order to make sure they're all in order. And if you have a man that has all this and you want to call it love, then, yes, we can go ahead and call that love. You run away with him and y'all make it work and just have, you know, good old fun. But if he doesn't, reconsider. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he has to be balling out of control. Like I said, he could just be starting his own business and things are a little rocky right now, and that's fine. So if he's missing, like, you know, three out of five, three points, you know, I mentioned you might want to, reconsider three out of five. If you see that he's working it and he's putting it together and he's consistent, then, hey, go with it. And so the question is, what should I do? If my friends and family say he's not a good man but I love him, what should I do? Make sure he upgrades you. And if he is able to make you feel like sunshine in the middle of a shit storm, then I say, hey, go for it. So there it is. But in most cases, your friends and family are right. When they see all that stuff, it's because they're not looking through well-colored glasses. So I would suggest you listen to your friends and family. Okay? So with that being said, you guys, please continue to hang out here at the Kicker Spot as we take a quick break. And, um, and when I return, we uh, are going to get into the Celebrity Hub. We'll be right back after this. Hey, what's up? It's your boy Tiangelo, and you are tuned into the Kicker Spot. EOTM Media Group has become the new voice for you. EOTM has the most outstanding public relations firm that will suit your needs as well as your budget. Thanks to EOTM Radio and staff, 
EOTM has climbed the ranks, reaching over 1 million listeners worldwide. Not only is EOTM Media Group mutually respected for its amazing quality, but also for their branding and marketing expertise. Everyone in the industry needs PR and marketing, so with that said, if you or someone you know needs PR or marketing solutions, contact Carla Barnes, Head of Marketing and Branding at 213-290-3573 or visit her website at www.eotmediagroup.com or join her blog at www.eotmblog.com. What's that? You're interested in hearing a few live shows? Visit our radio page at www.eotmradio.com. Thanks for your time. This commercial is brought to you by EOTM Radio and Classic City Records. Hey, you guys, what's going on? This is your boy, T. Angelo, and um, we are going to get into the Celebrity Hub real quick. So let's just discuss what's going on. I think. Can we kick up the Celebrity Hub? Let's see. Ooh, the Celebrity Hub Uh-oh. is next. Be quiet. It might be good. Hey, 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 hey. The Kicker Spot Celebrity Hub is brought to you by EOTMblog.com. When you're looking for the latest, the freshest, and the biggest stories in Hollywood, EOTMblog, yes, I said it, EOTMblog.com is the site to visit. I said be quiet, it's coming on, and get off my foot. Hey, you guys, okay, we are inside the Celebrity Hub, and it is so much going on in the world of Hollywood right now, you guys, but I just found a couple little interesting stories. Um, a girl, Beyonce, is considered to be butt-naked in, in, the, in the magazine, Flaunt magazine. Now, the funny part is, is you know, Beyonce's been very classy, so it's like, really? She's naked? What are you talking about? But I had to go see the pics. You know, I love me some Beyonce. I think she does great work. And it was a very artistic photo shoot, very well done. If you guys get a chance, be sure to go to the Tangible Lives, um, to the Facebook page, and I have liked it there. And it was kind of an African style um, themed thing here, but she's completely bronzed out with this glitter all over her. They've done some really quirky things with lighting and paint and hair shaping. I mean, it's really interesting, actually. And you, if you actually get a chance to check it out, I think you will really like what they've done here. And the interview actually is really fun. The interviewer, when asked some questions, that we, don't get, we don't always hear, um, not shows that we always get to hear from or questions that we always are presented to Beyonce, you know, it was the typical stuff. They asked, you know, what famous piece of architecture might you most like to kiss underneath, you know, and then she said the Louvre, you know, she would love to kiss there. And they just asked, you know, a bunch of handful of questions. What's another one here? What is your favorite kind of stain? So what kind of stain do you like? I don't know if I had a favorite kind of stain, but I guess hers was a milk stain. And one piece of clothing you own that you absolutely couldn't live without, and she put a white T-shirt. Get a chance. Definitely, um, Flaunt Magazine has some really fun stuff here, and um, the, the, the photos are great. So they use the whole headline that she was nude, and I guess she is, but ultimately she still looks great. And I happened to have went to her concert recently for the Mrs. Carter show, and in good old Beyonce fashion, it was awesome. We had a blast, my friends, my sister, and I. It was it was really great. Now we're going on to our girl Holly Berry. Talk about she's getting wed this weekend. Holly Berry and Oliver Martinez getting married, perhaps. Yeah, for her this will be her third time, and for him this will be his first. So 
we'll definitely say congratulations to the two of them who um, are expecting, actually, she is pregnant with their first child. And I want to say this would be her second for which I think her first one was, um, I don't know if she was, I was going to say Eric Benet, but I think it's her husband for him, actually. Hallie and Oliver have been engaged since uh, March 2012, and uh, she was previously married to David Justice and Eric Benet. So who knows, you guys, the third time might be the charm. So, you know, Hallie has always managed to keep herself looking fine and right, being a cover girl. But I forget, she's like 40-something years old, pregnant too? All right now, go ahead with your bad self. Um, she said she wants to have a small wedding, though. So I guess I'm not getting an invitation. What do you think? Maybe, maybe not. Okay, well, I digress. <laughs> and then um, we're talking about we have, you know, some of these summer movies, you guys. We have so many movies coming out. I'm not sure if you all realize, but the number of young movies, you know, for the youngsters, the young families is really popping these days. I mean, everything from Turbo to uh, Monster University, you got, um, what is it, Despicable Me 2. I mean, that's just the name of three of them, but there's so many different films that are out right now that are for young families. But inside that young families, you know, genre would have been this Disney flick, you know, that Johnny Depp was in that didn't quite do as well as they had expected. I'm What's the, um, the Lone Ranger, yes, The Lone Ranger starring Johnny Depp did not quite move Knox like they hoped it did. Maybe Disney needs to kind of slow down on making these $250 million movies. I mean, ooh. well, apparently they did do this movie, The Lone Ranger, with our boy Johnny Depp and, you know, expected great things from it. The film, I think, barely even rallied up $50 million over the five-day 4th of July weekend. And so... Uh, expect it to be a really big movie, you know, major thing, Johnny Depp. But for myself, it just looked like he was the same character from Pirates of the Caribbean. Did y'all notice that the makeup kind of looked like the same thing, a little bit more dramatic, like he could have been Jack Sparrow? That was my thing on it. So I was like, oh, is this like a Jack Sparrow thing? And I personally don't know a bunch about The Long Ranger. I think it's a little bit maybe older than I am. So I would have to look it up. So The Long Ranger part didn't actually pull my attention. So, yeah, I, I didn't see that one. I didn't. Another movie that's going to be that was a summer um, flop that I was surprised about actually because I was looking forward to seeing it but I haven't had a chance to was the film starring our boy Ch- Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx. The movie is entitled White House Down. Um, the Magic Mike Hunk Channing Tatum might not yet be the big movie star we seem to think he is because this, um, the disaster of this film just kind of proves it. Let's see here. They actually have Jamie Foxx and Channing Tatum together where the president is going to be is, – um, Jamie Foxx is playing the U.S. president, and he has to get out of the White House because it's going to be taken over. And this movie had a hefty price on it. You know, it cost about $150 million to make, yet it only brought in $52 million. And I'm thinking half of that may have just been Jamie Foxx's check, which I think. So it's one of the situations where you think the movie is just going to be off the chain, and it's not. You're questioning, you know, what movies are people going to see? Do they not want to see the action film? No, we do, because World War Z did great, and I went and saw that, and that was awesome. So, you know, another movie that just did not do as well. Um, another movie I wanted to mention, um, one more movie that I thought was going to do really well that didn't, that did a summer flop also, would have to be our boys, uh, I'm forgetting his name, obviously. Uh-oh, I'm having some technical difficulties here. 
and I haven't tested it. Okay. Let's see. So I just think, you guys, there's a few movies out there that just aren't doing as well as we had a hope they would. But I definitely say keep going because the movie theaters have a lot of options. And I personally saw the film also, um, Now You See Me. If you get a chance, Now You See Me is an awesome film to go see, you guys. I saw I think, twice already uh, about some magicians who rob a bank. Great film. A lot of fun. Unpredictable. Our boy uh, Morgan Freeman is in it, you know, and if Morgan's in the movie, you know, we're going we're gonna to enjoy ourselves. So definitely, I think, uh, films to check out. And then, you know, those are our, our summer blockbuster flops. So, womp, womp, womp. So anyhow, you guys, let's take a quick break really quickly as we gear up um, for our premiere segment, Tangelo Life on Books, okay? So we're going to um, take a quick break, but I will let you know we're gearing up to speak with author, um, the author of this wonderful book, You're Perfect, and Other Lies Parents Tell by Lonnie Combs. And it is a really good book, you guys. I can't wait to get into it, okay? So stick around for a few moments, and we'll be right back as we enter the Tianjo Live on Books. Okay, hold on. We're going to get you guys together here. Okay. So, while I put that together, I'm going to tell you, be sure to head over to, um, be sure to head over to TiangeloLive.com for all your book buying needs, where we definitely focus on celebrity book authors. And today, our celebrity book author is Lonnie Combs, who is attorney turned broadcaster, and now uh, she has her new accomplishment of being a book author. And she is super awesome. If you guys get a chance, be sure to follow her on Twitter because she keeps you fully informed on the Zimmerman trial as it goes on. I know that's how I'm staying connected. <laughs> so, uh, no, seriously, Veronica, that, not, not told you. I'm sorry. Tiangelo Live, point book. And I'm your host, Tiangelo. The next best thing to reading is talking about it. TiangeloLive.com Celebrities, book authors. Self-help. Celebrity tell-all. Memoir. Celebrity biography. Sports figures. Tiangelo Live, one book. Okay, you guys, we are here at Tango Live One Books, where we are going to discuss Your Perfect and Other Lives Parents Tell. This awesome book, you guys, covers facts about parenting and how to raise your children. And um, despite some of your best intentions, you might not get the happy results that some of these productive parents are expecting. Well, the truth parents need to face is that telling your children that they are perfect and shielding them from the consequences of their actions while insisting that their child that every child gets a first-place trophy is not good parenting. It is time to look at what you are really doing to your child and then find the courage to change. So without further ado, everyone, I would like to introduce Lonnie Combs to Tiancho Life on Books. Good evening. Hello. How are you? I am doing very well. How are you this evening? I am doing so well. And first of all, I have to tell you, I totally agree with your movie review about uh, the the magicians now you see it yeah. now you don't 
Okay, so the views were so bad, I wasn't going to see it, but I did, and I loved it. So I'm really glad to see it. Great movie. Great movie. Awesome. Yeah. See, perfect. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it, and my friends were like, well, let's go check it out. I'm like, I like Magic, but Robin Banks and Magic, I don't know. But, yeah, two thumbs up. (laughs) Awesome. I'm glad. (laughs) Wonderful. Welcome to Daniel Live on Books. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us here. Oh, you bet. So now before we get into your book, which is so exciting, I'm in love, um, The Zimmerman Trial. is I've been following you on Twitter, so you've definitely been keeping me informed. And my first question to you is, is the whole thing a bunch of razzle and dazzle? Well, I don't think it's razzle and dazzle. I mean, you know, I think this is definitely <laughs> – uh, you know, a case that had had to go to trial, um, but I also think that it's been really good for everyone to be able to watch it and see what actually happened in the courtroom, because mm-hmm. I think what people were hearing for the last year or year, however long it's been, you know, everybody had their own notions and ideas of what had happened, but now you actually get to see the evidence that comes into court and see mm-hmm. what the jury's going to base their decision on, and, and so hopefully people understand the verdict better, whatever the verdict is. Right, right. Well, they come out. Yeah, I was questioning. I was like, I don't know. It seems, and again, I haven't been in the courtroom, so of course we go from, you know, our own imagination to it actually happening. And I was like, is it all this necessary? Is a little bit of extra going on? But you know, you who knows? We'll see when it all comes out in the wash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the attorneys have done a good job, you know, on on both sides for presenting their cases. Um, and, And I'll be honest, I think it's a hard case as far as what evidence there is for the prosecution, just because right. you've got so many people giving their own version of what happened, and nobody, mm-hmm. except obviously the two people involved, saw the whole thing. And so it's hard for the prosecution to say, this is exactly what happened, because they don't believe what George said, and the rest of it is everybody has a little bit and a little piece here right. and there. You know? So the jury has to try and tie it all together and say what makes the most sense, and if we can't make sense of it, and we don't know beyond a reasonable doubt, then we then we have to find him not guilty. So, you know, and that's right. a hard thing to do for people when there's a, a young boy that's been killed. So Right. I definitely think it's um I mean, it's definitely real life, but it sounds like something off of a universal backlot. <laughs> well, <laughs> Just like yeah, you said, I mean, the fact you know that everyone has little pieces is a piece here and a piece yeah. there. It's a broken yeah. piece of glass and putting it back together is not an easy yeah. Well, oh. and I have to tell you, that's why being a criminal prosecutor for 18 years was such a fascinating career every day. Every case is like that. I mean, every case that comes to the courtroom is human drama. It's stuff that, you know, you think you see the best stuff on TV or in the movies. No, these real <laughs> crime trials are, you know, real human dramas with such emotion and loss and, you know, all of these different things you're experiencing every day in, in its courtrooms everywhere. So right. it's a real thing. Right, yeah. So let's go ahead and get into your book. I think it's a perfect segue into the opening of your book, actually. So, everyone, we are going to be discussing Your Perfect and Other Lives Parents Tell. And you were saying about the drama. In the opening of the book, we deal with a beautiful, well, we imagine her to be a beautiful young lady who comes from the beach, and her life seems to be perfect, yet the outfit she's wearing is a blue jumpsuit, accessories being handcuffed. I loved the way you opened the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like, yeah. 
And exactly that would have been me. That story would have so. I mean, could have been me if my life had went down such a path. Because to be and just going to traffic court, I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It's a real judge. It's it's a real lawyer person. Like it's real. Okay. So That's- why why this book and why now? Well, I'll tell you, I, you know, as a criminal prosecutor, I was prosecuting murderers and gang, you know, bangers and drug dealers and, you know, spousal abusers and all these cases, the kind of cases you expected to prosecute, you know. But then I started mm-hmm. seeing these young people, young adults coming through the system on not so serious charges, but sometimes very serious charges, and they have this attitude of, like, shock and bewilderment and wondering what in the world, who did I think I was, who did the judge think he was or she was, to to tell them that they had done something wrong and that there was actually going to be consequences. And the parents would come in, and they had the same attitude. Either it was, you don't know what you're talking about, there's nothing wrong with my kid, or else, how you know how in the world can you step in and and try and punish my child? My punish you know my child is perfect. So it, it started to really open my eyes to look. There's something going on with the young people today. Not everybody, but a huge group of them have this sense of self entitlement, and they've never experienced consequences to their actions. And it comes from what their parents have taught them a lot. You know about. You're perfect, and you don't need to deal with the consequences. I'll take care of everything for you, and I want the world to be perfect around you, and and Mm -hmm. my world world as a parent will revolve around you because you're the most important person in the world, and that's how your whole life should be. And then these kids are getting out into the real world. They're, you know, going to college. They're getting jobs, and they have no clue how to deal with the real world and real consequences, and they're at a loss, and these parents have no idea that what they're doing, what they think out of love, is really setting their kids up for failure or worse. You know, I mean, it's a fail because they just didn't understand that, yeah, there's actually consequences to your actions. And it's just gotten worse. I mean, we're seeing this cyberbullying that's causing these young kids to commit suicide. We're seeing now Huh? And I would have to agree, after it's really over the top, and in reading the book, it honestly opened my eyes to certain things I see. Because one thing I think with the teenagers today is their sense of entitlement. Like, yes. we all owe them everything. Yes, yes, exactly. Without any work or any effort on their part, <laughs> it's just right. expected, right? That, that it should be handed to them by their parents, by their teachers by their employers. I mean, what in the world do the employers think, you know, that they should actually be there for eight hours a day? If they show up at some time for a little while, right. they should be thrilled with that, you know. So and, and teachers are seeing this. Teachers are struggling with it. You know, companies are struggling with it. College administrators are struggling with it. So it really is becoming a problem for society. That is. And then, like, and you mentioned the Internet and the cyberbullying. And I know – and. With all that's going on, I think you can surely see that with the cyberbullying, they're even losing the aspect of their fellow man. Like, what happened to caring about the next person? Exactly. And I call this kind of the um, reality show effect. You know, when the reality shows first started, I watched the first few uh, Real Housewives shows, and I thought, oh, my goodness, these women, when they see themselves, are going to be appalled <laughs> and embarrassed because they look so horrible. And yet those were the ones, the ones that were the most extreme in their behavior, the ones that became the big stars. And and it Mm -hmm. became this whole phenomenon now that everyone wants attention at any cost. And you see that with the cyber bullies. You see that with this rash of these 
these sexual assaults that, that people right. are videotaping and then putting on, on, you know, they're putting them out there for people to right. see it because they're not thinking about the victim. They have no concern for their feelings or the impact it's having on them. All they're thinking about is, hey, I'm going to get attention from this. People are going to download my video, you know, a hundred times, a thousand times. It's so focused on me and attention towards me, regardless of what kind of behavior they're showing or what they're doing to other people. That that golden rule thing, so many kids don't even understand it anymore. Yeah, it it. it I'm with you. I'm totally with you. You guys, we're currently sitting here talking with author Lonnie Combs about her recent book, You're Perfect and the Other Lies Parents Tell. Now, there is a section in the book, in, uh, the chapter entitled, When to Invade Your Child's Privacy. Now, I particularly took interest in this chapter because I don't really believe in children and privacy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I thought no, I maybe I <laughs> yeah, my mother didn't teach me that one. If it's in my yeah. house, it's mine, so I don't know about privacy. So, yeah. <laughs> But I did have to read it so I could learn a little bit. Oh, there's privacy for children? And I was raised the same way. I mean, it was like, you know, there weren't really any boundaries. Your parents own the house. Your parents own right. everything. So they have the right to go anywhere they want to go, right? And right. I, I do see that, you know, like if, if your kid's keeping a diary and things like that, that it's sometimes good for kids to feel like they, they do have some privacy. However, nowadays especially, parents have to really be on top of this. Social media stuff, the Facebook and, and the Twitter and, and uh, text, kids can put themselves in such dangerous situations and have no mm-hmm. understanding. I mean, they don't realize that, you know, people they are meeting on Facebook, you know, sexual predators go there and troll for kids and pretend that they're other people and make these right. friendships. And, and so parents really have to be on top of that. And it's also a great way to know what's going on in your kid's life and, and in your kid's head. I mean, it's funny, you know, I, I'm sure our parents would have been thrilled to have that insight into us that the kids now just put out there on their Twitter or on their Facebook and things. And for some reason right. they think their parents aren't going to go there because a lot of parents don't. Well, parents, hello, wake up. This is a great way to get information for your parenting, not to use against your kids to, you know, uh, to berate them or get angry at them, but so that you know what's going on in their head and see, oh, my goodness, my, my daughter or son just had a breakup or they're struggling with this issue, and you can mm-hmm. help them in a loving way because you have that information, you know, as opposed to just, you know, sticking your head in the sand and not knowing what's going on. And yet they're sharing it with everybody else, right? And the parents, right. parents got to be the first ones to know what's going on. So do you think some parents really want to know that much about the child? I think some parents don't. I think some parents <laughs> just kind of, you know, want to want to stay out of it. They're busy with their own lives. Another reason I, I say it's really important is you, you've got to know what your kids are getting into. You know, they like I said, these, these predators that they don't know about. There's also a lot of drugs and things that your kids – maybe getting into, you know, unsafe, you know, sexual habits or things like that, that you, believe me, the kids talk about it. They will talk about it on their social media, and you can keep tabs on that so you can help your kids stay safe. Well, I definitely agree. And then um, the other part I want to discuss in this book, which is something you don't really see in books, is how to, I'm going to quote the chapter right, I want to say it wrong, but um, about your child getting arrested. Like, I was like, oh, wow, we're covering that? (laughs) <laughs> We're def- I mean, it does happen if your child gets arrested. Yeah. That is one of those situations where the child never thought it would happen to them, and nor did the parent think they'd have to go through it. 
Right. And so, and I, and I, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, I was, that was definitely some insight. It was great because as the parent, you don't even know who to ask. And you feel ashamed yeah. to ask like your friend. Right. And that was, I actually got a lot of those phone calls from parents that were, you know, ashamed and dismayed and scared and worried saying, what do I do? And recognize that I came at it from a point of view of, one, I'm a prosecutor, or I was a prosecutor, and two, mm-hmm. I also come from it as a parent. And, and I really think that that moment in time when your kid is at that crossroads, a very serious crossroads, when all of a sudden their whole life is on the line, literally, it can go one way or the other, it's not a time where the parents should cover up and protect and try and, and you know, wipe all the consequences of that. Parents and the kid need to step up at that point and take responsibility and say, mm-hmm. look, you know, the best defense attorneys that I work with as a prosecutor would come in and say, look, here's what the kid did, and they recognize what they did was wrong. Here's what they've done to make amends, whether they went and, you know, paid restitution or they're doing community service or they're, you know, helping the victim somehow. And this is what they're willing to do to show you that they're going to turn their life around so that you should give them a chance. You should give them a chance on probation. Don't put them in jail. They've got their big wake-up call. Let them turn their life around so that this doesn't send them down a bad path, but really gets them on the right way to becoming productive adults. And I'll tell you, more often than not, if that's what the defense attorney did and the parents came in and they had their eyes opened up and the kids came in fully aware and recognized their responsibility, I, I would give them that second chance. And lives were changed because of that. So mm-hmm. I just thought it was important to say this is this is what you want to do. You want to protect your kid. I mean, you want to make sure they have good legal representation. You want to make sure that, you know, that, that they are not railroaded in court or anything like that. But you also, this is a huge teaching moment to be there lovingly, um, always, right. you know, have that unconditional love, but also really say, look, this is the time for us as the parents and you as the kid to wake up and say, you've got to take responsibility for your own life now. We cannot protect you anymore as your parents. You have got to take this life on and make it a good one. And, that, and honestly, that's why I really loved him the back cover, that last part where you said, and find the courage to change. Because as yes. a parent, it's not even easy for you to have to recognize, dang, I kind of did this. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard. And believe me, no matter – what we do as parents, you always look back with regret and worry that, you know, did we do this right? Did we do that right? But the thing is, right now, so many parents need to really step back and say, okay, I'm doing this because I think it's the best for my kids because I want them to have everything, blah, blah, blah. Is it going to help my kids be happy, productive adults? And if not, to change, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard on right. me. It's going to be hard on my kids. But in the long run, we'll all be so much better off for it. And I will say to everyone listening, this is definitely a book you guys have to check out. You're perfect, and other lies your parents tell. In reading this book, I had a colleague of mine who has a three-year-old, and the three-year-old has recently taken to, you know, artistically expressing herself yeah. emotionally. <laughs> and yeah. so the parent was wondering, you know, what was going on. And I was asking in the chapter just about when you were saying take responsibility and help them learn about you have to earn things. And she was like, well, how do you teach a three-year-old to earn things? And I was, you know, pretty much following the book. I was like, well, opposed to giving her those shoes when she asked for them, say to her, you know, after you get this grade, then you get that. Or just make it take some time. If it's just time that she has to wait for, which helps her learn that everything is not for right now, 
And yeah. the parent was like, so I was like, oh, as you to read this book. I said, once I'm done with the interview, you should check this out. Get your own copy. Because <laughs> parents, it's like, I mean, I don't have kids. So for me, it was like, I, I was like, whoa, this stuff really works. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's huge. What you hit on, and there's that whole chapter on the marshmallow test. When you see what ha- ends up happening to the kids who cannot delay that gratification, who expect those shoes immediately instead of just learn, I can wait for those shoes. I can mm-hmm. earn those things. I may need to do a job first before I get those shoes. If they don't learn those little skills, and it's at two, three, four, and five when you need to teach that to the kids. Start young. It's much easier then. If they don't right. learn it, when they're older, they have more emotional problems. They have more physical problems. They have more financial I mean, it's amazing all the problems they have because they didn't learn that self-control and delayed gratification as a child. And that really just come in exactly that, that example you gave. It's that simple. You know, when the yeah. kid says, I want that, do you just hand it to them because you don't want to deal with them fussing anymore? Or do you say, okay, right. when you go make your bed, then you can have that. It's that easy. And if you start young, it will be much easier than trying to teach them when they're 16. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's yeah. That is awesome. Well, Lonnie, before I let you go, I will ask one more question, which is, for the parents of today, if you had to get that one pearl of wisdom, what would it be? You know, the biggest thing is step back, look at your kids who you love so much, and then stop overprotecting them and start preparing them for their mm-hmm. life ahead so that they can be happy and healthy and productive. Awesome. Well, I think that's very well said. You guys, for more on Lonnie Combs, you can go to LonnieCombs.com where you can catch up on all her current happenings, get the book, check out the YouTube videos, and just stay in tune. Lonnie, thank you so much for hanging out here at Tangelo Live One Books. Thanks for having me. Most definitely. We look forward to hanging out with you again and not in the courtroom. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, you have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone, you are just you just finished listening to Lonnie Combs discuss her book, You Are Perfect, and Other Lies of Parents Tales. For more details, go to Lonnie Combs excuse me, for more on her, go to LonnieCombs.com and to order the book you can go to TangelLive.com. You guys continue to hang out here and when we return, we will talk about vacations and staycations. We'll be right back. Everybody get up.
What's going on? This is your boy, D'Angelo, and you are chilling at the Ticket Spot. Ticket Spot. Ticket Spot. Hey, you guys, what's going on? This is your boy, Schedulo, and we are definitely chilling, having fun here at the Kicker Spot. Um, I'm, it's just hilarious over here. Anyhow, you guys, what's up? Let's talk vacation, staycation. You guys, welcome back to the Kicker Spot. I am your host, Tiangelo, and I am all about a vacation or a staycation. So for those of you who are new to the vernacular staycation, to vacate means to go abroad, but to staycate just means to stay at home and to stay local, maybe, if you will. And I have come to learn that both of them can be an amazing time, either in town or out of town. Let's just relax and not have to worry about going to work and the stresses of all those responsibilities. So when I went away for my time off, I took about two and a half weeks to do me, and I split it up like a week here, um, came for like a three or four days' work, and I went out for like another week or so. And... um one of them was a vacation for which I went on a cruise. I took a cruise into Nottingham, Mexico, my first time on a cruise or any kind of ship. It was amazing. Um, I'd recommend you guys definitely go. If you want to vacate, take a cruise somewhere. The fact that you financially pay for most of the stuff up front takes away the whole stress of finances. Say the cruise, you can find a cruise for like four fifty five hundred, you know, here out of Los Angeles. And if you do that, mostly everything else is paid for. So not mostly. Everything else on the ship is paid for. If you get off the boat, you're back into paying for stuff. But other than that, you're not worried about it. You eat all day. Oh, my gosh, the food was amazing on the ship. I tried escargot. I tried breast of duck. They had alligator fritters, but I was just a little overwhelmed with other stuff. But I also had a beautiful lobster tail. They they had, ooh, the stuffed mushroom that was great. They had the pizza parlor. I mean, I had to go on and on. So as you see, I am all about the vacation and on the cruise ship. It was my first time. I am so grateful for the experience. You guys definitely get into it. I have a lot of fun stories with that. We'll discuss later. Not tonight, just later. Um, also, vacate. If you guys need something to do for your vacation, you're trying to get, get, get a good idea, I'm going to tell you my other love is Miami. Ooh, how much I love Miami. If you like humidity, it's so awesome, and I do enjoy the humidity. Being in L.A. desert, the sun kind of burns your skin as it's on you. But being in Miami, is just moist. Now, granted, you are going to be sweating after about two or three minutes of being outside, but it just feels so good. I can't lie. And the beaches are beautiful. The bars are fun. The resorts are so relaxing. The scenery is awesome. I have such great things to say about Miami. Um, South Beach, just if you're going to do it, do it. Do it, do it, do it. Just do it. And there's tons of other places. You can also do New York. I've done New York as well, but I haven't had a chance to finish New York, so I can't put it on my list. But another vacation spot I would definitely recommend you guys hit up, go overseas. That's my next thing. I just got my passport with this whole cruise ship thing. And um, Paris, Jamaica, Rome, um, Bali, get out and see other cultures. Definitely experience life. And don't let the whole idea that I don't have the money for that. That ain't even it. Anybody who can tell you who knows me knows that money has never held me back from my vacations. I'm going to find a way to get away, okay? Those are how you vacation, okay? Now, let's talk about staycationing, when you just stay, okay? 
take the two weeks off of work and enjoy being at home without the pressures of having to go to work, get up early, and deal with the work life, you know, the office or wherever else you may happen to work. But really enjoy the fruits of your labor. You have a home that you've built that you designed to your comfort. Enjoy it. You know, just sit there and relax. I think it's awesome. You can take time on your staycation to visit some friends and family that you haven't had a chance to, you know, hang out with. Maybe even have that barbecue you've been talking about having. You know, bought the grill, use it twice. Staycate. Stay at home. You can still spend the same amount of money you would spend if you went somewhere, but just stay at home. Maybe even go to all the places you've been wanting to go but you're usually at work. When you live in a place like Los Angeles, you know, how many people actually go to the beach that they've been wanting to go to? You know, take a drive up to the wineries, you know, go over to uh, – I forgot the winery's name just that quick. Uh, shucks. Oh, well. But go over to the wineries and, you know, enjoy a day wine tasting. Perhaps go to the Snow-Capped Mountains, drive down to San Diego, Palm Springs, Santa Barbara, the Bay – um, Las Vegas. I mean, oh, I didn't mention Vegas. I did Vegas too. I was away. It was awesome. I loved it. And I saw, ooh, live shows. I personally saw Mystere, the Circus Soleil show, and it was awesome. You know, we have Broadway here. You know, off-Broadway things, you guys, you work hard, so you have to play hard, okay? That's that's what I'm talking about. So those are some ideas I gave for vacation and staycationing. You know, my thing with tea, it sounds so easy. It's just about planning. It's just about planning. I'm not being too innovative here. I'm just giving you ideas of places I've been where I have truly had a blast, and I have the pictures and photo albums to prove it, okay? I know you saw it. So, Anywho, um, um, it is just, it's just awesome like that. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm just catching my breath. I'm, I'm still in it. Like, I am still on the vacation. So, um, what else can you do? I'm just trying to think. Well, when we discussed um, when we discussed going to you know all these different trips, when it comes to you know all these different trips, you just have to decide, you know, where you want to go and what you're going to have fun with. Um, let me think. I also did. I did go to my mom's and visit her for a few days, which was awesome. I was able to lay on the couch and just chill out. Saw my nieces and nephews up there and hung out with my youngest nephew, who's like 19 months, I guess. And he was just a complete joy to have and be around, was able to go to church with them. I mean, it was just awesome, you guys. And that's what, again, staycationing offers you. You're thinking, well, why would I stay here in town? Because there's so much that we don't always get a chance to do. And I loved it. I did. So that's that. I'm trying to think that's everything. I mean, the fact that my nieces and nephews are staying with me now, I guess that's the whole feat in itself. About vacationing, make sure you leave the vacation or the staycation where it was. If you bring the staycation home, you end up with two children. <laughs> I'm joking. They're fine. They're pretty awesome. I'm enjoying this whole getting a chance to help you know them prepare for higher education and things of that sort. So, um, I think it's all pretty awesome there. Outside of that, it has truly been awesome, you guys. It has truly been awesome being back. Being back, you know, I really had a great time, and I, you know, it's always a great joy to be back on the show. I love it. Um, I do. So without anything else being said, I just want to take this moment to say thank you, everyone, for hanging out here at the Kicker Spot. This has definitely been great as usual. 
Um, thank you to to um, Lonnie Combs for hanging out here on the show. It was definitely a great pleasure to have you. You guys, be sure to order your copy of Your Perfect and Other Lives Parents Tell at ChandlerLive.com. It's there on the home page. Um, great book. Just know that I'm really enjoying this. Um, other than that, you guys really um, – I'm sorry, hold on. Oh, yeah, Matters of the Heart. If you're being told that you have a good-for-nothing man, you might want to consider what they're talking about. Um, you might really want to consider what they're talking about because, you know, I, I gave you guys some points to listen to, so go ahead and hit that up. And then also, if you have yet to get your tickets for the EOTM Awards, time is running out, so be sure to do so as soon as possible. Go to EOTMAwards.com. Get your tickets today. Your boy, Changelo, will be on the red carpet as well as I'm nominated for an EOTM Award for Best Talk Show Host. So I have my toes and fingers and everything crossed. I plan to prepare a speech. Huh. I'm going to prepare a speech for the award show. I'm going to win. I forgot about that part. I want to say thank you to my mama. Okay, I'll practice later. So anyhow, you guys, be sure to do that. Um, we love you and having you fun, okay? Um, until next time, thank you to all the team, you know, Team Tangelo Live. We love you. We're gracious. We're appreciative and grateful for having you. Until next time, you guys, remember to live life to the fullest, okay? And I'm your host, Tangelo.